Good morning, Spring Branch. How are we today? All right, good to see you. My name is Heath Krieger, and I'm excited to be here today and share an important word with you. This is the final, final message of our Holy Roar series. It's been good, hasn't it? Michael's been walking us through the book of Colossians, and he asked me to provide a recap, and the recap is it's all about Jesus. There you go. It's all about Jesus. You're dismissed. Have a great day. Um, it's about Jesus. Uh, Colossians, uh, Paul talks about how Jesus, uh, everything was created through him, by him. He is in all things, above all things. Jesus just saturates our lives, right? And he fuels our soul. He is the why behind what we do, and he's the reason behind um, everything, right? It's all about Jesus, that holy roar, right? Presence of Jesus inside of us. And so today, we're gonna be wrapping up the series uh, and uh, we're gonna be talking about Colossians 4, Colossians 4, 5 through 6. And we're gonna be talking about uh, what it means to walk in wisdom towards outsiders. And um, so let's, let's go ahead and read the passage together. Uh, Colossians 4, 5 through 6, Paul uh, is writing to the church in Colossae and he says, walk in wisdom, everybody say walk in wisdom toward outsiders, making the best use of the time. Let your speech always be gracious, seasoned with salt, so you may know how you ought to answer each person. Let's pray together. <clears throat> God, thank you for this day. Thank you for each person here in this space. Thank you for your grace in our lives. Thank you for your wisdom. Lord, thank you for um, bringing us here today. I pray that we'd walk out of these doors uh, encouraged and comforted, not by anything I say, uh, but by your word in us. God, thank you uh, for who you are and what you're about to do. Jesus, we pray all this in your name. Amen. Amen. How many of you love to travel? You love to travel. You've been around the world and back a few times. I had the privilege of going to Israel a few years ago. I went to Peru on a mission trip, Ethiopia. Just blessed with some great experiences. Um, uh, my, my most foreign experience uh, was when I visited the great state of Wisconsin. <laughs> Wisconsin, Wisconsin, yes. Honestly, who wears cheese on their head, right? It's crazy, crazy up there. Frozen custard, it's like this really thick ice cream. Um, they've got cheese curds. What is that? What is that, right? Every time I go up there, Lindsay's from there, so I go up there, visit her family, it's great, love people in Wisconsin, salt of the earth, right? Uh, every time I go up there, I learn something new. And what I mean is, I learn a new phrase. I learn a new kind of way of expressing myself. Um, you going to church today? Yadir hey, yadir hey, yadir hey, you betcha, oh sure, oh sure. Gasha, gasha, oh there, hey, yeah, you betcha. Oh, for goodness sakes. Oh, for goodness sakes. Bless your heart, yeah, there, hey, yeah, there, hey. Oh, for goodness sakes. Long story short, long story short, like 15 minutes later, they get done sharing the story. Long story short, yeah, there, hey, oh, sure, you betcha. Wisconsin, it's this foreign land up there in the, in the frozen tundra, Wisconsin. But here's the thing, here's the thing. I say all that to say this. What we do and what we say reveals who we are and where we're from, right? What you do and what you say reveals who you are and where you're from, right? The question is this, 
can people tell that you are a follower of Christ? If you are a follower of Christ and you're here today, uh, can people tell that you believe in Jesus? Does your life look and sound like Jesus? Does your life look and sound like Jesus? What you say, what you do, does that reveal where you're from? I'm from, the, I'm from the family of God. I'm from God's love, right? I'm from God. Can people tell? Tell, tell that about your life. That, that question convicts me. I don't know about you, but that, I, I want to live an authentic life, right? I want my words to line up with my actions. I want my walk to line up with my talk, right? I want to live an authentic life. That's what we're talking about today, living an authentic life life, walking in wisdom, talking with grace. What we say, what we do reveals who we are and where we're from. If you were on trial for being a Christian, would there be enough evidence to convict you? If you were on trial for being a Christian, would there be enough evidence to convict you? Paul was in prison because he had laid his life on the line. He was, he, he was boldly proclaiming the message of Jesus. He was living this authentic life. He was striving to live this authentic life for Christ. And in Colossians 4, verse 3, he says, Pray for us that God may open to us a door for the word to declare the mystery of Christ, on account of which I am in prison that I may make it clear, which is how I ought to speak. Everybody say, open to us a door. Open to us a door. You're probably wondering why there's this random door up here. Right? Paul was praying for an open door. He was praying for an opportunity to share with people the hope that was inside of him. And he was in prison. <laughs> this is crazy, right? He's in prison. He's behind bars. I don't know about you, but sometimes in my life, I, I can kind of be in, in an unhealthy place emotionally. I can kind of be burnt out or in a dry place spiritually and just kind of discouraged, disappointed. And um, there's a mess around me. There's a problem or something. And, and I, I just kind of, I'm not as bold with my faith, right? I kind of say to God, God, I, I'm sure you understand I'm going through this. So, you know, I'm not going to live out, I, I'm not going to go serve as much during this season, I'm just gonna take a break from you, right? Silly, isn't it? Sometimes we allow our mess to distract us from proclaiming the message, right? Sometimes we're allowing a test in our life to prevent us from boldly proclaiming our testimony, right? Sometimes we allow our circumstances to be problems rather than opportunities. Paul is in prison and he's, he's not, oh, all down in the mouth and just depressed and discouraged and God, why did he brought me here? Ah, you know. He's saying, God, open to me a door that I may proclaim the message boldly with people. And this is around 60 AD, 60 years after the birth of Christ. And, and Paul is, is in prison day in and day out and he's writing this letter to the church in Colossae. And he's speaking it out loud because back then, uh, he, he would have a scribe. The scribe would actually write things down, so he was verbalizing. It was out loud. What, what, what we're reading here today was, was verbalized out loud. And so 24-7, he had these guards that were keeping watch over him. 
These guards were on a rotation, these Roman guards throughout the night. And guess what? They were hearing what he was saying. They were hearing every word that he was saying. They were watching his actions. And Paul was saying, God, 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 there's an opportunity here. There's an open door here. There's an open door here for me to share the good news with these people. These people don't know you. They're, They're spiritual outsiders. Verse five says, walk in wisdom. Walk in wisdom. Everybody say, walk in wisdom. Walk in wisdom towards outsiders, making the best use of the time. Paul was making the best use of his time, wasn't he? He was walking in wisdom. What does your life sound like? What does your life look like? Walk in wisdom. I love, I love just the simple phrase, walk, right? It's just every, every day we, take, we put one foot in front of the other, we walk. Where do we walk? We walk, walk to our kids' rooms. We walk to work. Uh, we walk in our office space. We walk in our neighborhood. We walk in the grocery store, the restaurant, the coffee shop. We walk a lot of places each day, don't we? I love how simple, how simple this picture is. Everyday life, Spring Branch, everyday life, there's open doors for us to live out our faith towards outsiders. Everyday life, we, we, you know, we don't have to be these uh, educated theologians, these seminarians, we don't have to have all, all, the, all the perfect answers to everything, we don't, we don't have to even live a perfect life, right? We just need to be faithful every day and just pray to God, 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 open up a door for me. Open up a door for me to walk in wisdom towards people around me. Walk in wisdom. Every day, everywhere, there are opportunities. The word wisdom means um, Sophia. Sophia is the, word, is the word in Greek. It means clarity, clarity. We come here every week, and we, we, we get filled with knowledge, but wisdom is applied knowledge. Wisdom is then going home and going to your workplace this week and applying what you've learned and living it out in a clear way. I want, I want to live in such a way to put God on display with my life. I want it to be clear where I'm from, right, and who I believe in. Uh, there's a movie, Rocky. Have you guys seen Rocky? Yo, Adrian, ain't over yet. Rocky, love that movie, old school movie. There's a picture up there of him. Rocky Balboa, great, great movie. I was reading somewhere where um, in, in, in the script, the producers re- really, wanted the, really wanted the viewers, you and I, to see Rocky as, as a good, noble uh, person, right? And so, you know, a, a, a movie is full of lines and, and words, um, but, but it's not until you actually see a character do something good where you'll say, you know what? That, that guy's good. I'm going to root for him, Right? Think about your life as a movie. Think about your life as a movie, as like a, a black and white silent film, so to speak. People are watching your life. You may not even say, say a word, but they're watching you. Can people tell uh, when they observe your life um, that, you're, that, that you're a good person? Do you do good things? I wanna be the kind of husband who gets flowers for his wife, right? Yeah, I'm the kind of husband who gets flowers for his wife, even when it's not our anniversary. Yeah, I'm that kind of husband. Do I get flowers for my wife, right? Is that something that I actually do, right? So it's one thing to proclaim something about yourself. It's one thing to, uh, to give lip service, right, to something about yourself. But a whole other thing to, to actually act on it and show people right before their very eyes that that's 
who you are. Wisdom, living out Jesus in a clear way for people to observe and soak in. There's a story of this pastor uh, in Atlanta back in the 1940s. He's from a Baptist Tabernacle, and get this. There was a guy who was a part of his congregation, and he was hearing, he was hearing this pastor, William Houghton. He was hearing him preach every week, every week. And this guy was just curious. He was curious. He was like, does, does this pastor really, really walk his talk? Does this pastor really back up what, what he's preaching? Does he practice what he preaches? And so this guy hired a private investigator to follow Pastor William around for two weeks. This actually happened. So this private investigator is following this pastor around and just watching him, just watching to see if his actions lined up with his words. And after two weeks, sure enough, the private investigator went back to this guy and he said, yeah, he practices what he preaches. He's not, like, he's not perfect, but he, that's pretty good. He, he walks what, what, what he talks. And this guy, he actually ended up becoming a Christian. <laughs> he became a Christian because he saw that the proof was in the pudding, right? The fruit is on, is on the tree. You can tell a good tree by its fruit. A picture's worth a thousand words, isn't it? Our actions open up the door for our words. Our words are empty. Our words are empty unless we're backing it up with consistent, faithful action, uh, an example, right? Example that, that models Christ. Now, when we talk about outsiders, uh, Paul's talking about spiritual outsiders, people who haven't professed belief in Christ, people who, who don't have a personal relationship with Jesus yet. Friends, there are hundreds of thousands of people in the Virginia Beach area who don't attend church, people who aren't professing believers of Jesus, they don't have that personal, comforting, grace-filled relationship with Jesus yet. And guess what? Those people are in, at your school. They're at your workplace. They're in your neighborhood. God has hand-selected you. He's hand-picked you to live on your street because he's given you an opportunity, an open door to share the good news with those folks, those people. It's no accident. He put you on purpose there for a purpose. I love this word, uh, making the best use of the time. Walking wisdom towards outsiders, making the best use of the time. This time uh, is, is the word keros. It means, it means season. Seasons come and seasons go, right? Fall, winter, spring, summer. Uh, we have we, we have opportunities that come along every day, these singular uh, divine appointments with people. Are we intentional? Are we intentional with people we cross paths with each day? Imagine, imagine I gave you uh, $1,440 $1, to spend on a given day, right? Um, I said, Jason, hey, here's $1,440. You can spend it today. Uh, if you don't spend all of it, Sorry, you can't, he doesn't carry over to the next day. There are 1,440 minutes in any given day. Those minutes don't carry over to the next day. Are you with me? Wise financial investors know when to buy and when to sell. The message translation says, uh, may, may we buy up the opportunity. May we seize the opportunity. May we strike while the iron's hot. You've been living in your neighborhood. You, 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 you've been working in your workplace. You've been interacting with other parents on, on, on the soccer team. 
You've got people around you, you, and there's an opportunity there to seize, buy up the opportunity for the kingdom. Your actions can lead to words. Um, Moving on to verse six. Let your speech always be gracious. So first we've got walk in wisdom. The second step towards living an authentic life is to talk with grace. Everybody say talk with grace. Let your speech always be gracious, seasoned with salt, so you may know how you ought to answer each person. Talk with grace. Our actions... Our example opens the door for our words. Candidly, this is kind of my safe zone over here, right? Uh, I'm, I'm a good person, I do good things, but man, it is, it, it is, it's a whole other level to actually share, share Christ with people. To, to share the good news with people out in everyday life, isn't it? It's like a whole nother level, especially with family, especially with people that you've been around for a while, people in your workplace. But God wants us to go to a whole nother level. He wants us to step out of our comfort zone and share the hope that is within us. He wants us to share with the people who are on the outside spiritually what's going on on our inside. Talk with grace. Uh, a few weeks ago, I went to this salad restaurant over at Hilltop uh, because I was trying to be healthy. You know, I'm trying to be healthy, eat salad. Um, went to this restaurant and, um, and there was a long line. I was waiting, 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 waiting. And a, a part of me was just getting really frustrated. Uh, and, and this is something that I, I, the guy's been challenging me with. I'll, I'll, go, I'll go out to eat to a restaurant and I'm kind of on a timetable. I wanna go in, I wanna eat, I wanna go out, right? But something told me while I was waiting in line um, to just do something different, seize the moment. There was, a, there was a gal behind the counter and she wasn't smiling and uh, you could tell she was, just, she, was, she was just really busy and stressed out. And um, I, I got up to, to the cash register and I just introduced myself. She introduced herself. And I said, you know what? You're doing a great job. You're doing a great job. You're doing a great job. And she just ha- had this smile on her face, and she said, you know what, thank you. That, that, that means a lot. That means a lot. You don't know what, what story people are living. You don't know what's going on behind the scenes. Um, I don't say that to, to, to boast, but I, I just say that because it, it, it's a challenge for me, right, because we're going from point A to point B so quickly, but there's people along the way that, that we can be gracious towards. You know, I... I don't know how many times I've waited in line with a sense of entitlement. I've got places to go, people to see, right? I'm all, I got an agenda. You kind of blow past people. But there are people to our left, to our right, uh, who, who are struggling, who are having a hard time, and we just give them grace. Grace is this word charis in the Greek. It means unmerited favor. Unmerited favor. It's giving people what they don't deserve. It's showing mercy, showing grace to, to another person, seasoning with salt. What does salt do? Salt, salt brings out the best in something that you're eating, right? Season it with a little salt, it brings out the flavor, brings out the best. What if our words 
What if our words were gracious, so gracious that it brought out the best in others? Maybe you're a parent. Maybe it's within your marriage. Maybe, maybe it's as you, as you love and lead your kids. Maybe it's your neighbors, your coworkers. Wherever you find yourself, you have an opportunity for your, your, your conversation, your speech to be seasoned with salt. Are you adding value to others through your words? Your, our words are so powerful, aren't they? So powerful. James says that our tongue is like a rudder to a ship, like a bit in a horse's mouth. It's like a spark that, that can start a whole wildfire. Our tongue, our tongue can bless people or it can curse people, it can give life to people or it can take away life from people. How are you using the tongue that God has given you? What does your life sound like? When people hear the words that you use, are they words uh, seasoned with salt, gentleness, tenderness, forgiveness, grace. Ephesians 4.29 says, do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. It may give grace to those who listen. Are you building others up with your words? You see, our actions, our example, things we do, will open up the door for the things that we say. When, we, when those two come together, when those two are, are consistent and look like Christ, man, what an impact we can have in people's lives. A prayer that, that I, um, I stumbled upon the other day was this. Take control of my words today. May they tell of your great love and may the story of your grace turn some heart to you above. I love that. May the story of your grace turn some heart to you above. And that be our prayer. May that be our prayer this week. Grace. May our words be seasoned with grace. May others see Christ through the way that we live our lives. Um, I just want to challenge you. If you've forgotten what grace tastes like, Remember that time where, where, you, where you didn't have Jesus in your life. Remember that time where you were stuck, where you were lost, where you were hurting, where you were confused. Remember that time you were like Paul, where you, where you felt like you were in prison. Felt like you were just in a place in life, maybe you are today, where, where, where you just, there's no way out. Remember the grace that God has for you is an amazing grace. How sweet the sound. The Bible says, come and see and t taste that, 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 that the Lord is good. When you talk about your faith, when you talk with other people, can they tell, can they tell that, that, that God tastes good to you, right? I've heard some of you talk about some food, some, some restaurants in the area, love, love, and love research in the restaurants in Virginia Beach area. There's some really good food out there. Um, but when I hear you talk about the food, you, you, you just have this passion, this conviction in, in, your, in, in your words. I had some pizza yesterday at home. We put some, some pesto on there, some tomatoes, and seasoned it a little bit. It was so good. And I kept telling Lindsay, this is so good. This is so good. Thank you so much. It was delicious. Do we talk about our faith like that? Do we talk about our love for Christ like that? How do our words taste to other people? When they hear us talk about our love for Christ, is it attractive to them? Is there somebody in your life who you've been crossing paths with? 
Is there somebody in your life um, you need to pray for? Is there somebody that, that, you, can, that, that you, can, you can learn something about their life? Is there somebody that you can serve this week? Think about that one person in your life. Pray for them. Pray for an open door. God, I pray for an open door. You give me an opportunity to share your love with them. Learn something about them. Serve them. Through your words, through your actions, show them the love of Jesus. And just to close, 2,000 years ago, we had a God who loved us so much that he came down from heaven. He saw an open door. He didn't just stay in his safe zone up in heaven, right? He saw an open door, and he became the word. He was the word. He became in flesh. The word became flesh. He lived among us. He showed us, he demonstrated through his actions, through how he healed people, through how he loved people, through his words, through his actions. He walked in wisdom. He talked with grace, ultimately laying down his life for us on the cross. How many of us are thankful today that God walked through that door and he came down and he, 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 he walked among us, talked among us for 33 years. We were the outsider we were the outsider, the sheep without a shepherd. He had compassion on us. And his love compelled him all the way to the cross. I don't deserve that grace. Every day I mess up, I screw up. But I know that God forgives me. I know that, I know that I've got a clean slate, fresh start, new beginning. I know that I've got a God who had perfect words, flawless words, blameless words. He was never cutting towards someone else. He never tore somebody down with his words. He never condemned anybody or looked down on anybody or thought less of anybody. He came in grace and truth, and by his words and his actions, he demonstrated a perfect, flawless, sinless love. He walked through that door from heaven to earth, and like a lamb led to the slaughter, he laid down his life for us willingly, May his grace spring branch saturate our lives so that we can walk in wisdom towards outsiders, so that we can talk with grace. Let's pray. God, thank you. Thank you for the, the challenge today. Thank you for uh, reminding us that, you know, sometimes we fall short. I know I'm, I'm convicted by your word today. God, as I talked to, to Lindsay this week, as I talked to my neighbors this week, as I talked to my coworkers this week, look, God, may they, may they be encouraged. May they see you in my actions and hear you in my words, Jesus. God, I pray for each person, each heart, each mind, each soul in the room this morning. God, I pray that uh, no matter where they find themselves, that they would, they would walk in wisdom towards others, towards their spouses, towards their kids, towards their neighbors. And God, I pray that all of us would have speech seasoned with salt. May people know where we're from and who we are. 
because of the fruit on our tree. God, thank you for the open doors this week. May we be bold, may we be courageous, humble. God, we love you and we thank you for stepping through the door and loving us with grace. Jesus, we pray all this in your name. Amen.